Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, April 3rd. I'm Wayne Pratt. Area governments continue to take drastic steps to help stop the spread of coronavirus. One of the most recent decisions comes from St. Louis County leaders. All parks in the county will close tonight through at least April 22nd. Also, St. Louis County has sent warning letters to about 50 non-essential businesses that have continued to stay open despite the stay-at-home order. Those that do not close could lose access to potential grants from the $2 trillion relief package approved by Congress. They could also face a temporary restraining order forcing them to shut down. More than 100,000 Missouri residents filed claims last week for unemployment insurance benefits. State officials say it's the highest one-week tally since at least 2009. Nearly 180,000 workers filed last week in Illinois. That's an all-time high for new unemployment claims in the state. A record 6.6 million Americans applied for benefits last week. St. Louis area equal housing advocates are calling on local banks to issue a temporary stop on foreclosures. The St. Louis Equal Housing and Community Reinvestment Alliance has published 10 steps it wants private local lenders to take for consumers not protected by recent moratoriums issued by national mortgage associations and corporations. Here are the numbers. There are more than 1,800 positive results in Missouri out of roughly 21,000 tests. State health officials report around 20 deaths from COVID-19, including six in St. Louis County and a guidance counselor at Eureka High School. In Illinois, state officials report nearly 7,700 COVID-19 cases. More than 43,000 people have been tested. There have been 157 deaths. Roughly 100 cases are being reported in the Metro East. In a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll reports on how Missouri lawmakers are planning to return to Jefferson City next week for work on a supplemental budget that includes funding to respond to the pandemic. As we mentioned, applications for unemployment benefits are continuing to skyrocket. More than 100,000 Missouri residents submitted claims last week. That's the highest one-week total since at least 2009. Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis Vice President David Wheelock says the numbers look bad, but the economy could turn around quickly if the coronavirus outbreak ends soon. There's no doubt that we're going to see some big declines in U.S. output in the second quarter, some big increases in unemployment. Whether that will constitute an official recession or not also depends in part in how long it lasts. A national bureau generally declares a recession when the economy declines for about six months in a row. In Illinois, nearly 180,000 workers filed for unemployment insurance claims last week. Equal housing advocates in the St. Louis area are calling on private banks to issue a temporary stop on foreclosures. As St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen reports, they want to protect people from losing their homes during the pandemic. Since the pandemic began, federal lenders Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae have halted foreclosures and stopped reporting past due payments on loans to credit bureaus. But not every private lender has issued the same policies. Elizabeth Risch is the co-chair of the St. Louis Equal Housing and Community Reinvestment Alliance. 
She says private banks need to take action to help homeowners and renters of mortgage-backed properties. We want to make sure that people are protected, they have options, and that they're able to stay in their house. Some regional banks, like Midwest Bank Center, are offering emergency assistant loans to people who've suffered financial loss due to COVID-19. I'm Eli Chen, St. Louis Public Radio. The outbreak has the region's addiction treatment providers scrambling to reach people who can no longer visit their centers. The federal government has relaxed rules about the amount of addiction medication people can keep in their homes. But Missouri Network for Opiate Reform and Recovery founder Chad Sabora says a lack of in-person meetings could leave many in recovery at risk of relapsing. That face-to-face interaction, that, that hug, that, um, that room full of people going through the same thing, uh, carries such a different dynamic that doing it via uh, the Internet is not as effective um, at all. Sabora says the network has also needed to limit street outreach that provides sterile syringes and the overdose reversal drug naloxone. Coronavirus has been slow to spread to the Rolla area, but as St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports, the hospital there is using the delay to learn from metropolitan areas and to be ready. There have been no confirmed cases of coronavirus in Phelps County and fewer than 15 in all of its bordering counties. But Phelps Health Medical Center is making changes with the assumption it will arrive and in large numbers. Ryan McKee is the director of the hospital's emergency room. He says they started by setting up a drive-through triage center to assess patients well before the ER was at risk of overcrowding. To make sure everything was running as smoothly as we possibly can out of a parking lot, uh, when the time comes or if the time comes where it gets really busy so we can have our, our processes down way ahead of time. McKee says the hospital is also adding beds and specialty rooms to treat COVID-19 patients. In Rolla, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri lawmakers are planning to return to Jefferson City next week amid the coronavirus outbreak. The priority is passing a supplemental budget which includes millions to help the state deal with the virus. St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll reports on what is in store for the rest of the legislative session. Every year, lawmakers adjourn for a week-long spring break. When they come back, the legislative session is typically kicked into high gear. But this year is anything but normal. Uh, Another week in the books here, but uh, obviously a little different. That's Senate President Pro Tem Dave Schatz, a Republican from Sullivan, on the last day senators were in the Capitol on March 12th. With nothing seriously pressing the Senate, uh, the decision was made from a cautious, not a panic perspective, to take next week off. Senators made the call to leave town a week early because of the coronavirus. House members came back the following week with the intention of completing hearings for the state's estimated $30 billion budget, but they ended up adjourning early. House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid from Springfield says that was the right call. The number that we had before this epidemic wasn't even agreed upon by all the bodies that it should have been. Now, not knowing what is to come in the economy, trying to do our budget right now for the next fiscal year, I agree, was not responsible. The House did manage to pass a $40 million supplemental budget before they left town on March 19th. This gives the governor authority to spend state and federal dollars to help with COVID-19. The Senate still needs to approve the proposal, but Majority Leader Caleb Rowden of Columbia says there's going to be several changes. The legislature obviously has a very important job. 
in the short term, which is to get the supplemental budget through. Uh, when it came out of the House, included um, you know forty, fifty million dollars, I think, for uh, COVID resources. When it comes out of the Senate, because of the the new stimulus bills that have passed, it's going to include a lot more. Rowden says he's planning to call senators back to the state house next week to get moving on the supplemental budget, but with changes to the bill, it'll need to be approved by the 163-member House before it goes to the governor. House leadership says they expect to do that on Wednesday, which is in line with Governor Mike Parson's timeline. It's crucial we get that supplemental done, and that drop-dead date, I would say, would be April the 24th, so we have to get it done for that. Also on the list of constitutional obligations, the state budget. Lawmakers are up against a deadline of May 8th to approve that. House Speaker Elijah Har from Springfield says that is the top priority. Obviously, we will have to come back at some point and do the full budget, um, but there's just no way for us to predict at this point how many legislative days we will have in this session. Parson recently halted $180 million in plan spending for this year, and State Budget Director Dan Hogue says Missourians should expect to see some financial woes into next year's budget that lawmakers are working on right now. We are seeing unprecedented uh, drops in revenue from the significant reduction of economic activity from people staying home. We feel like this is going to impact the budget not only for this year, but for next year. House Budget Chairman Cody Smith, a Republican from Carthage, says lawmakers are well aware that the proposed state budget is going to need several changes. We're watching revenue every day, watching the economic outlook. I think we'll have to have a series of conversations about how the economy is changing going forward and try to make the appropriate response when we are able to come back and finish the FY21 budget. Legislators will be doing all of this while the state capitol is shut down. Parson says they're still working out logistics on how legislators will abide by social distancing guidelines, which stipulates gatherings of 10 or fewer people while remaining six feet apart. You know, it's a big group, so we're going to try to maintain that distance and we're going to figure out a solution, how we get them in the building. Maybe we don't have all of them in the building at the same time. High-profile legislation like state redistricting, sports betting, and passing a statewide prescription drug monitoring program are still important to many. But it's unclear, and probably unlikely, whether any normal session business will resume in 2020. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.